The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlinks.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlinks Q&A. As the Bills head towards the 2019 playoffs, I wanted to remind you that you can get your Bills questions into us here anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call us at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumlinks Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can email us, buffalorumlinks at sbnation.com. You can leave questions in the show notes at buffalorumlinks.com. You can send us Facebook or Instagram messages as well to get your questions in. As the Bills head towards the the playoffs, there's lots to talk about, uh, both in Week 17 against the Jets and uh, looking ahead a little bit. So we're going to get to all of your questions after we dive into my five takeaways from the game against the New England Patriots on Saturday. So let's get right to all of your questions now. Let's start with the fact that the Bills clinched the five seed in the playoffs with their loss to the New England Patriots. Once they couldn't get above New England in the AFC East divisional race, it locked them in as the five seed because they had a two-game lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and the rest of the AFC field in the wild card. So the Bills were locked into that five seed. It means they're likely going to rest their starters, or at least some of them, in Week 17. They can't rest all of them, obviously, but they can rest a good chunk of them. Guys who are banged up like Mitch Morse, guys who have the potential to be injured uh, relatively easily like, say, Cole Beasley or Josh Allen, uh, they have the potential to really get um, right after several games that were really physical. They played the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the New England Patriots over the last three weeks. Just three teams that have absolutely uh, raised their game and the level of physicality over the last three weeks and getting a a nice little respite here as they head into the postseason would I think be really beneficial. I'm not necessarily talking about guys that have been on the injury report. Uh, I'm talking beyond that, but it's, it's nice that the bills haven't really had a whole lot of guys on the injury report and they are going to get a chance to get even healthier with some of those dings and dents and uh, bumps and bruises coming up over the next week. 
my five takeaways from the game uh, were that it felt like a playoff win atmosphere. Two 10-win teams uh, in the AFC East. That was fun to watch um, this late in, in December, of course. Uh, it, it was a hard-hitting game. It was. It felt different. It felt like there was stuff on the line. Even if the Bills' chances of winning the AFC East weren't great, it still felt like the Patriots were playing like it. So that was interesting. The... Um, the next bullet point on my five takeaways was no moral victories. I'm not going to come in here and say that, oh, at least the Bills hung with the Patriots. Um, at least the Bills hung with the Ravens two weeks before that. Uh, I, we're not in that business. At least I'm not in that business of, you know, they're getting better, so we should, I don't know, at least see that. I mean, yes, they are getting better, and we should at least see that. But at, at some point, I, I'm not... A fan of moral victories and and I think this team isn't a fan of moral victories and that's not the goal for this season so I'm not I'm not sold on this being like some sort of stepping stone game or anything like that until you beat the Patriots it's it's not a stepping stone uh, how were they tied at halftime was my third takeaway. The Bills' offense was not very good in the first half. Uh, before the final drive of the half, Josh Allen was 3 of 8 for 19 yards, and the Patriots had 200 yards on offense. Buffalo had just 50, so they were outgaining the Bills 4 to 1. Uh, then the Bills went 59 yards in 32 seconds. Uh, that Josh Allen's pass to Dawson Knox um, put him down at the one and then two plays later they found uh, Deion Dawkins for that game tying touchdown that's been replayed over and over again uh, in the year of the 300 pound wide receiver uh, to top off the Bills offense not playing great in the first half my next takeaway is that the first half defense appeared mortal in the first half uh, after allowing 215 yards in the first half the Bills defense looked mortal I mean they only allowed 227 total yards the week before or something like that against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So to allow that in the first half to the, the Patriots was a big deal. Um, Tom Brady was surgical opening the game. The Bills eventually adjusted for that. Uh, they did allow just 10 points, which is good, but the tackling was suspect throughout the entire game, and it just wasn't the type of game we have expected to see from this defense in 2019. So hopefully they can bounce back from that against the uh, whoever the Bills play in uh, the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Josh Allen was able to complete some long passes. This is my next takeaway. Uh, people have been complaining about that all season, and all it was going to take was, say, two or three hits on those passes for his stats to even out from his rookie year to his second year. And we saw those today. We saw him drop it in the bucket for Dawson Knox right before the half. We saw that great double move by John Brown and then Allen, who was absolutely being pressured when he threw that ball. I mean, I think there was one guy who wasn't blocked and one guy who was barely blocked, just right in his face. John Brown makes that break, turns Stephon Gilmore inside out, and then Allen just puts it right on the money as he's being hit and knocked down. It was a great play by Brown. It was a great play by Allen. And we finally are starting to see some of those long passes come together. We saw it against the Steelers uh, when he found when Josh Allen found John Brown on the sideline uh, for that comeback route. We've we've been seeing more of those long passes hit over the course of the last few weeks. And it's never going to be a high percentage play. It just needs to be a percentage play. When it's O for the season, it's uh, it's glaring. And now he's hit a few of them over the last few weeks. Those are my five takeaways from the game. And really, it. It's not rocket science here. The Bills had a chance to win that game. They weren't able to do that, and you know, that's okay for Josh Allen's second year. As we keep moving forward, it needs to be better. And I'm 
sure that the Bills coaching staff is going to hold them to a higher standard than you know playing with the Patriots. They need to beat the Patriots, and uh, I, th- I think we might see them again in the postseason. So let's just leave it at that. On to your questions now. And the question I'm getting a lot this week is, should the Bills rest their starters in Week 17 against the New York Jets? As I said earlier, the Bills are locked into the fifth seed in the AFC. They have nothing to play for on Sunday. Um, and and just looking through the roster, you see that there are guys that they should, I think, rest in Week 17, even if they're not hurt. Um, and Josh Allen's the first one that comes to my mind here. I think Matt Barkley should get the start against the New York Jets, not just because he absolutely throttled the Jets last year when he was the quarterback, but... Josh Allen, especially the way he plays, um, especially the way he holds on to the ball a little bit, that's not to say he's bad with it, but there's no reason to risk exposing him to injury this week against the New York Jets. You can give him a week to heal up after taking a bunch of hits against the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers and a few more against the New England Patriots um, and just get him, I don't know, thinking a little bit more instead of reacting. And I think that that would be really, really good for him coming down the stretch here. Uh, Some other positions where I think you could see other guys getting spelled. I think Devin Singletary um, will get uh, a little bit of a spell after taking every carry out of the backfield on Saturday against the New England Patriots. Frank Gore got nothing. So seeing Frank Gore and TJ Yeldon splitting the load on uh, Sunday against the New York Jets would not surprise me at all. Um, I think you'll see Duke Williams active this week. and uh, being able to get some run with Robert Foster at wide receiver to get John Brown and Cole Beasley off the field, Isaiah McKenzie a little bit of uptick and snaps as well in the slot in place of uh, Cole Beasley and, and you know just getting more snaps. So I think that the Bills' pretty much entire offensive skill positions will get some rotation. Now that leaves like Dawson Knox probably won't be getting any reduced role this week. You'll see you'll still see the normal complement of um, tight ends and, and, and fullbacks and things like that. I think Mitch Morse on the offensive line will probably sit because he was banged up against the, the New England Patriots and we want him right for the postseason. So what does that mean for the rest of the offensive line? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I I would anticipate them. They don't really have a whole lot of options at, say, offensive tackle. So those guys are probably both going to have to play. Um, And then with Morse gone, you've got pretty much all your interior guys um, set in their positions too. So the offensive line probably going to stay where they are outside of Morse. Looking at the defensive side of the ball, um, you might see some increased snap counts for some of those lower tier guys. Uh, Daryl Johnson should see a lot of playing time. Uh, Corey Legit coming off of his leg injury probably won't. Uh, so the defensive line rotation or the defensive tackle rotation will probably be pretty much the same. But uh, you know, linebackers, you might see a little bit of some of those more special teams guys getting a little bit more run this week. And then uh, Tredavious White probably should be off the field. Uh, same with Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. They've got the safeties that can play those positions, so you might as well have them act. They're already active on Sunday, so you might as well have them playing in place of Hyde and Poirier to keep them kind of fresh going into the into the postseason. So there's a good chunk of the starters that are going to be on the sideline, if not for the whole game, for you know chunks of the the last game. Um, and Sean McDermott may want 
Josh Allen getting ready for this game to make it another just another week. But you know the Bills are going to be spending two weeks getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans. So it's it wouldn't be bad to have him focusing on those two opponents right now and have you know large chunks of players focusing on those two opponents right now. That's just my opinion. Uh, Sean McDermott on Monday didn't didn't say one way or the other which way he was leaning. He answered several questions about it at his press conference on Monday, talking about his previous experience both with the Carolina Panthers and before that with the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been in, say, 20 to 25 playoff games and and how his teams have handled it in the past. He talked about people staying sharp versus being complacent, uh, recovering from injuries, uh, talking about how a lot of the guys that are in the Bills room haven't been to the playoffs and and needing kind of to stay sharp or whatever. But it's... um, there's a big decision or a lot of big decisions, I guess, coming from Sean McDermott about who's going to play and how they're, how much they're going to play coming down the stretch. Both the Kansas City Chiefs and Houston Texans have something to play for this week uh, in terms of, you know, they, they could play, they could be the third seed, they could be the fourth seed, they could even be the number two seed in Kansas City's case. So being able to you know, put that stuff on the line for those teams. They're going to be playing hard physical football this week. If the Bills can avoid that and stay healthy, that might be advantageous to them coming into that wild card weekend. So, with all of that being said, I do think that the Bills should rest a bunch of their starters this Sunday against the Jets. When we come back from this break, we'll get to the rest of your questions here on Buffalo Rumblings Q and A. <laughs> Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Over on buffalorumblings.com, we've got links to Buffalo Bills playoff merchandise over um, right on the homepage. Just scroll down past the first few articles, and it's right there in our uh, on the homepage. The Bills are officially back in the playoffs. Some come celebrate with new merch, and you can get your Buffalo Bills playoff merchandise. Over to some questions. To Twitter, where our first question comes in from Rory Doolin, who asks us, looking beyond the Jets, what are the keys we need to focus on to be more than a one-and-done in Houston? 
So he assumes that we're going to be playing in Houston. I think it's like a 75% chance we're going to be playing in Houston, maybe a little bit higher, according to the multiple stat little analysis sites out there. Um, to be more than one and done in Houston, the Bills are going to have to play a game that they haven't played really this year, a complete game from beginning to end. Uh, the Bills have the horses in the barn to compete with anybody in the NFL. We've seen that, uh, but we haven't seen them kind of put away these good to great teams. A lot of the time it's going to come down to Josh Allen, uh, whether he's able to just not make mistakes. That's a big part of it. But also until we see him be able to put away a game with his arm early on in the game, you know, it's kind of going to be that cardiac kid type stuff that we've been seeing all year. Um, Limiting mistakes, both in special teams and on offense, is, is going to go a long way towards helping the Bills um, win a postseason game. I think they can definitely beat Houston, uh, especially if Will Fuller isn't going to be playing, which he's injured right now uh, for the Texans. I think that the Bills' best draw would be the Texans, so we're kind of going to root for that. Um, they don't match up particularly great against the Kansas City Chiefs' offense, which uh, seems to kind of have their mojo back. Allen still needs to figure out what he's going to do against cover zero. There were a couple times against the New England Patriots where he was rushed into his into his reads uh, by the the pressure from the New England Patriots. You saw it like on that last fourth down play when Dawson, uh, Deion Dawkins uh, fell over. You know the, the the Patriots were able to get a lot of pressure on cover zero, which is when they send more blitzers than they have blockers. So even if Dawkins doesn't fall down, there might have been a guy in Allen's face real quick. It's why it's so important to know where your hot reads are and be able to work through your progressions quickly. Um, it's They're going to blitz him. They're going to send a lot of rushers to make sure that the Bills' offensive line and Allen can set the protections and you know stop them from getting pressure on Allen. So that's the number one thing that they're going to need to do. Uh, on offense and then just limit mistakes in general whether it's you know Jordan Poirier giving up an 80-yard touchdown to the Baltimore Ravens tight end or Corey Borges having a pump blocked by the New England Patriots in week four you know you can just look through the Bills losses and see like one or two big mistakes in each game and limiting those mistakes is the key Uh, staying healthy is another thing and we already talked that to death about what they should do in week 17. So thanks for your question on Twitter at rumblings Q and a next up is an email from Christian who asks us at Buffalo rumblings at SBNation.com. Hi Matt. Since Shaq Lawson has experience in Rex Ryan's defense as a stand up three, four edge rusher. Can you picture a scenario where the bills re sign Lawson to play a similar role to what Al- Lorenzo Alexander is doing now? During the offseason, Alexander said this was going to be his last offseason or this last season, and the Bills have a lot of cap space. Go Bills! Uh, thanks for emailing in, Christian. Yeah, uh, go Bills! And the Bills do have a lot of cap space, which we'll get to, I'm sure, quickly at buffalorumblings.com. But do I think Shaq uh, could replace Lorenzo Alexander? I think he's got a really good shot of being that guy. Um, he, Like you said, he can stand up a little bit. Um, I would prefer to see him kind of doing the hybrid defensive tackle, defensive end, you know, maybe a little bit of, you know, outside linebacker. Um, Alexander's a little bit flipped there. He plays a little bit more linebacker um, than he does defensive end and defensive tackle. At, at least in that scenario, he would. Um, Alexander 
is playing really all over the field and I can definitely see Lawson uh, taking that role. He's really in his best rushing the passer, just like Alexander is. Um, he's not quite as fluid in space as Alexander, uh, but you know, Alexander is declining in that area as he gets older. I mean, he's older than I am and I feel, you know, bad when I wake up in the morning. I can't imagine what he feels like when he wakes up in the morning, but, um, Alexander's a little bit better in space than, than Shaq Lawson is right now. Um, I'm not sure how long it would take for him to learn that, but if you're signing him to the contract that he's likely going to get, then you probably want him rushing the passer more often than not. And you probably want him at defensive end more often than not. So while I can definitely see a scenario where that plays out, um, I don't, and it probably will add some some value to Lawson to the Bills. I still think he's going to sign a huge contract somewhere else to just rush the passer, um, and the Bills are going to have to add that kind of Swiss Army knife in a different way. Whether it's a veteran signing like Alexander was when they initially signed him, or when you know, Doug Whaley initially signed him, uh, or if they add somebody in the draft to be that kind of Swiss Army knife, they're I mean they are going to need to replace a lot of snaps with. Uh, with Lorenzo Alexander retiring and a lot of versatility as well. Um, he's able to, to do a bunch of different things. So it's a good question and we'll have to see how they approach it this off season. I don't think Alexander's going to come back. I think there's all, you, you can see uh, noticeable seems harsh. There's, he's, a, he's just lost a little bit of his burst, a little bit of his speed this year. And uh, you know, his, his kids are in middle school and high school and he wants to be there for him and you can't blame him for that so i do think alexander's going to retire and lawson could be a viable candidate to replace him i just think he's going to sign for bigger money somewhere else thanks for your question over at buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com in our email you know while i've got a minute here on the podcast i wanted to thank every one of our listeners for um, subscribing and listening and, and rating and reviewing and sharing our podcast with other folks this year. Uh, we've really go grown by leaps and bounds over the last year. I think a year ago it was just me and, um, and Nate doing, doing the Circling the Wagons podcast along with the guys from Blitzed Football. Then we started adding folks over this off season, and our, and our numbers have really taken off. We've got, you know, the Believe podcast, uh, Breaking Buffalo Rumblings, Mafia Mavens, Nick and Nolan. So we just got a lot of different types of, of podcasts on our network right now. And even if you don't like every show, there's at least one show here for you at the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. And I just wanted to thank all of you guys for for listening and sharing that stuff. And like I said, if you know a, a, a Buffalo Bills podcast listener who doesn't subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network, have them try out our shows and see which ones they like, which ones they might you know not love and, and might only download every once in a while, but you know at least have on their radar. It's an exciting time to be a Bills fan, of course, and uh, we would love to have your support. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Uh, as always, you can leave your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. And I have a feeling that Bills fans are going to be a little bit more involved once we know where we're heading in the first round of the 2019 NFL playoffs. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A on Twitter. That's with one that's one word with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can uh, send us emails, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com, Facebook, Instagram, lots of ways to get in touch with the show. We've got you know a jam-packed 
schedule this week at Buffalo Rumblings, even with the Christmas holiday right in the middle of the week and with New Year's coming up the following week, we'll still have tons of stuff. So stay tuned and go Bills.